You are listening to the Ortho Idea Podcast, where we bring you the newest trends in orthopedic technology. Tune in for engaging interviews with medical device executives, surgeons, and surprise special guests discussing new disruptive technology in the marketplace. Here is your host, Eric Anderson. Thanks, everyone, for joining the Ortho Idea Podcast. My name is Eric Anderson. I'll be your host today. And today, I have the distinct honor of having Brian Garvey, who's general manager of arthroplasty for Restore3D and the CEO of Kinos Medical. And so today, we're going to talk about some innovative technology they have in the foot and ankle space. So without further ado, Brian, how are you today? I'm doing great, Eric. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate taking time out of your busy schedule. We had talked and had... uh, one of the very first Kinos ankles going in the state of Florida here just recently. So I thought it'd be a, a perfect time for you to come on and talk a little bit about it. If you would just tell a little bit about, about Kinos and kind of the evolution of the company and the products, and we can go from there. Sure. Kinos actually started through a series of research projects at Drexel University's biomechanics lab, which is housed in the mechanical engineering department in the early 2000s. The lead researcher in that lab had been studying foot and ankle biomechanics since his own PhD thesis, which was in the late 80s. His name is Soren Siegler. He's a professor there and and runs the biomechanics lab. He had been looking at the influence of morphology, so the shape of the bones of the ankle joint and their influence on kinematics. And ultimately, he realized that the shape of the Taylor Dome was somewhat different than had been previously reported in the literature. And the influence of that or the effect of that difference changed the way that we understand the biomechanics of the ankle joint. And so his research really spanned several decades, and that culminated in the development of a intellectual property portfolio for total ankle arthroplasty. And we licensed that portfolio from Drexel University in 2017. We started the company around this portfolio. It was a few individuals that had spent their entire careers in orthopedics or materials and biomechanics research. And we took the concepts and the, the IP from where they were and, and the research that had been developed at Drexel through to a traditional 510k process and launched the product in the third quarter of 2020. Well, that's exciting because there hasn't been a new innovative product come to the ankle replacement space in, in a long time. What are some of the key advantages that Kinos has over some of the other products in the market? Yeah, our articulating surface provides motion in all three anatomic planes. It's well characterized in the literature that the ankle joint functions about three anatomic planes. So there's traditional flexion and extension, internal and external rotation, as well as inversion and eversion. And prior to the Kinos Axiom system coming on the market, all of the other implants either offered simple flexion and extension, so functioning like a hinge, or functioning like a hinge about a rotated axis, which would provide a pseudo internal and external rotation. So at most, you would have some motion in two anatomic planes, 
Our implant is the first to provide motion in all three anatomic planes, which accommodates the range of motion in each of those directions as seen in a healthy ankle joint during gait. And this plays an even greater role when we think about walking on uneven ground or pivoting or running, jumping, using your ankle in the ways that you normally would exacerbates the need for having motion in all three of those planes to provide that inherent stability, provide broad contact between the polyethylene bearing component and the tailored dome articulating surface. And so increased stability, decreased stresses in the articulating surface, which then lead to a decrease in the likelihood of liftoff and decrease in point loading, which ultimately leads to a a decrease in the stress at the bone implant interface, ultimately, we believe, will lead to better outcomes over the long term. Well, thank you for that explanation of the advantages. Obviously, when when coming up with the thought process behind the Axiom and kind of these new different advantages, what were some of the things that you were seeing with other products in the marketplace that were issues that needed to be addressed? I think the one that has been most talked about over the last few years is tibial implant loosening. And so this is a concern within the first couple of years of the implant going in up to 30% of primary total ankles were seeing a loosening. Sometimes it was asymptomatic and sometimes it was problematic. But in either case, the concept of the tibial implant having some lucency of up to two to four millimeters within two years of implantation is certainly a concern. We address that in two ways. One, we we created some unique fixation features for our tibial implant. But more importantly, we, we were able to show that the articulating surface plays a role in this. And so if you think about the normal and healthy joint with its stabilizing soft tissues and adjacent joints influencing the motion at the ankle, and it wants to function in a particular way with motion in three planes, and you restrict that motion through your ankle joint, it's prosthetic, you're going to have an increase in the forces that are transferred throughout the entire construct. And so by allowing our implant to provide that motion and not restrict the motion, we're not transferring in some cases, exponentially higher loads to the bone implant interface or to the stabilizing soft tissues. So part of it is traditional engineering related to the fixation features. And then another component is actually providing the articulation that the body wants and and the stabilizing construct wants to provide. Interesting. Well, thank you for that. And obviously those are issues that with it being 30% loosening, that's one that obviously needs to be addressed. Where do you see, obviously, this brand new technology, the marketplace, innovative, but obviously we've got some plans for, and not revealing too much, but what do you see as the future for the Axiom line and new introductions you're going to have in the future? Yeah, we look at orthopedics as having an opportunity with all of the technology that's coming and rapidly advancing and finding its way into the operating room, that there are four main focuses. And so for us, it starts with preoperative planning, putting that into the surgeon's hands and allowing them to perform planning in a streamlined manner. Most of the surgeons that I talk to, whether they're foot and ankle or spine or or general orthopedics, they like to think 
like engineers. In, in a lot of ways, they describe orthopedic surgery as carpentry. And so mm-hmm. being able to think like an engineer is something that we can help them with and we can provide them with extra tools that allow them to evaluate various aspects of biomechanics or bone implant interface or the influence of adjacent procedures surrounding the primary indication for a particular surgery. And that can allow them to better diagnose, better treat, and ultimately better perform the surgery in the operating room. So that's a big focus for us. With that, we're able to match certain instrumentation aspects that are matched to the patient that allow the surgeon to confirm that they are in fact placing the implant exactly where they said they wanted to according to that preoperative plan, and then creating patient-matched implants, whether that's solutions for challenging pathologies such as cancer or custom revision or some other things around avascular necrosis of the talus where we actually replace an entire talus with a 3D printed structure, or in a a more general sense, looking at patient-specific bone resection and creating a patient-specific implant that allows us to minimize the amount of bone that we're taking and take advantage of the areas where the bone is stronger from patient to patient, which is not always the case. So it starts with advanced diagnostic tools and then being able to create the instrumentation as well as the implants that are specific to each individual surgery and oftentimes specific to each individual patient. Well, that's exciting because obviously, yeah, that's happened. The patient-specific implants you see are, are that's the wave of the future. And I guess this is a perfect opportunity to talk a little bit about, you know, your now in the entity of Restore3D and Kinos being together. I'm sure that lends itself to, we've had Ken Gall on the podcast before from Restore3D and obviously other in other companies that he's in. So if you could talk a little bit about that, I'm sure that's how this is going to influence your patient matching instruments and implants. Sure. When we first had conversations around the Restore3D and the Kinos platforms, it became readily apparent that we both had a very similar idea. Both companies were operating with similar beliefs that the future of orthopedics was headed in this direction. And the focus is about giving surgeons better tools, the ability to process data that can be processed through machine learning algorithms to give them better features that allow them to incorporate the knowledge of previous surgeries into the treatment of new patients. And the need for implants that are customized to the patient, but then also the focus on how can we do things with additive manufacturing? And this is really where the Restore 3D team has their expertise, and we're able to leverage that expertise now with the merger and apply their technology for bone implant interfaces, biomaterial development to our implant design. And so when we talk about adding additional features, additional architecture that improve the bone implant interface, we're talking about making implants that are able to last much longer than traditionally thought. I like to say, you know, if you were to to rewind 25 years and think about where the hip and knee arthroplasty product landscape looked, if you were a patient and you walked into your, your friendly orthopedic surgeon, they would tell you that your knee replacement would last about 15 years, and then you'd have to come in for a new one. You know, so 25 years ago, you're talking about you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of patients that would be up for revision every year. 
But that hasn't been the case because there's been significant advancements from you know the mid-90s into the early 2000s that a lot of these patients are using these implants for 25, 30 years plus. And so we're at a similar crossroads with the amount of technology, specifically with what we've been able to access through the Restore 3D partnership on the bone implant interface, on the ability to create implants specific to each patient, addressing pathologies that you couldn't really imagine addressing in traditional subtractive manufacturing methods. So being able to bring this all together allows us to advance the ankle arthroplasty in a way that we didn't really think was possible in 2013 or in prior years. So in a lot of ways, it's an amalgamation of different technologies that ultimately give the surgeons better tools and the patients the opportunity for longer lasting outcomes. Well, it's exciting, the two of you coming together like that to provide these technologies to the marketplace. And again, like I said before, without divulging too much of, of what the future may be and what kind of projects you're working on, can you talk about where you where you see the future, where it's going? Yeah, I mean, for the Kinos and the Restored Plat combined platform, there are a number of things that we can do with 3D printing, the ability to 3D print titanium, cobalt chrome, the ability to print certain polymers that we use in the instrumentation side. And having all of that in-house allows us to rapidly develop a number of new products. And so we're going to continue to build out the ankle arthroplasty brand with the portfolio going beyond today's primary options and extending very quickly into uh, traditional revision options, more complex revision options, as well as looking at the ability to focus on implants for younger patients. The traditional total ankle patient is a post-traumatic patient, so they sprain their ankle with severe and chronic ankle instability in their late teens or early 20s, or they fractured one or both or multiple bones of the ankle in that same kind of time period. And then if you fast forward 20 years, they're in their early 40s, maybe late 30s. And today they're not considered a good candidate for a traditional primary implant, but we have a particular a series of projects that we're developing with a number of leading surgeons in the U.S. and the international community that will allow us to address this particular patient population. And in a lot of ways, it wouldn't be possible without the leveraging of the 3D printing resources that we have with Restore 3D. So that's a big focus. And, and then additionally, we have opportunities to expand and take this biomechanics, biomaterials, advanced manufacturing model and develop that into other joints, some smaller joints and some larger joints in the same way. So our ability to utilize the biomechanics lab run by Dr. Siegler at Drexel University to focus on other joints is very exciting. We believe that we've created this recipe for product development, which is, again, an amalgamation of these different technologies, different research functions with all of these experts in a way that we can keep providing this new and advanced technology to the surgeons and to the patients that need it most. Wow. Innovative to say the least. So thank you for that explanation. I I appreciate that. And it's going to be exciting to watch as you move forward with these different projects. And we'll make sure to check in with you in the future as you do so. So if a surgeon wanted to learn more about either Restore 3D or Kinos, where would they go and do that? 
The best place is Restore3D.com, uh, the number three. You know, we are conducting cadaver labs every week, really, to allow surgeons to train on new products that we're launching. A lot of that is focused on the Axiom to the ankle portfolio, but there's a number of new products that Restore3D has been launching and will continue to launch really over the next, for the foreseeable future. But there's a few products that are coming out on the market here in the next four to six months where we're able to train surgeons in the cadaver setting. And so if surgeons are interested, we have the capacity to get them trained and and bring them up to speed very quickly. That's fantastic. We have the ability to do that because that's key in having a surgeon be able to feel the instruments, obviously, and, and utilize the implants and look and see what they want to do and and visualize that. So Brian, well, thank you very much for your time today. I know you're extremely busy and for taking time out to come on the Ortho Idea podcast. And again, if anybody in the audience would like to learn more, it's restore, R-E-S-T-O-R, the number 3D.com. And again, Brian, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Eric. Have a great day. Look forward to talking soon. You too. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to the Ortho Idea podcast. If you would like to learn more about the technologies discussed, please visit www.orthoidea.com.